Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Wayne's world, where it's just Wayne. I mean, it's just Garth on screen by himself, and it's just like, uh, hey, everybody. This will be a Jenny episode. That's cool. Everybody needs a Jenny episode. That's why I have my own podcast. I don't need to have a Jenny episode of Dark Trek. Well, it could be like the, like a, uh, like an old school, uh, my brain sometimes just turns to shit. I don't know what happens to me. After like nine o'clock, my brain stops working. It could be like a what's her face with the big bombs from TNG. I have become vague description man. That's my superpower. <laughs> After nine o'clock, vague description man. Vague description, man. What the hell is her name? Troy. <laughs> you get this is like a Troy episode. Oh my god! But those are the worst. I know, but like, but think about it. You don't have to jerk anybody off with your feet. Um, yeah, that's true. You don't have to have a rape baby, which is kind of rad. Uh, so this could be a pretty easy gig for you. Uh, sure. I guess I could look at the notes, and then I could do the. Description. I've never I done be, that before. I mean, that'll be fun. We can try that too. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward episode. <sighs> the Ben and Jenny show. I mean, the Bob and Jenny show. It's weird, man. And again, you're right. After all the years of podcasting, six years of podcasting, it's never just been you and I. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. All right. Uh, and I, th- and I think out of everyone, I think you and I have known each other the longest. I think so. Well, no, you've known Dennis longer than than you've known me. Are you sure? I don't. It's close, I think, because I remember you showed up at uh, Slightly's birthday party the one time. Did I? Yeah, because you made him a card. You drew him a card. Oh, that's right. Where he was like the little fat Buddha, and he had yeah. the McDonald's bag. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I remember that. I think that was one of the first times we met. Oh my god! I thought we met at the um, like the Ron Paul thing or something like that. Probably that might have been there too. You and because uh, that's when your daughter would come and she was like nine and she would just devour books because she didn't want to listen to that yeah. stuff. She was studying Latin because she hated politics so much. Yeah, which makes sense. I mm-hmm. can see that. I can see that. I like politics. I'm a tad more uh, liberal than I am that I used to be, but I think it happens to everybody. Me too. Actually, I think it usually goes the other way, though. They always say that you get more conservative as you get older, but I feel like me and my friends are going the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely went the opposite direction. Because I think right. it's one of those things, I think, once my life started going kind of crappy and I realized I needed things from the state, I was like, hey, you know what? These things are pretty awesome. We shouldn't get rid of some of this stuff. Right. Yeah, I think I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I need to look out for myself. And if the government's going to help me out, then th- I just, I'll take it, you know? What's... And the Republicans were kind of getting too fascist for me. Yeah, And I totally. was like, I'd rather have the the social programs that I'm not as crazy about and I actually benefit from, but, you know, philosophically, I'm kind of against them. I'd rather have that than fascism. So I'll, yeah, totally. Because that, <laughs> that was the whole thing with with I think with you and me and a couple of the other ones. Like socially, we're very liberal, but we were like, you know, we shouldn't do some of this this more this more I guess uh, I guess 
I guess left lefty type things, mm-hmm. you know, with like the the state programs and stuff. But then once I kind of saw the benefit of them, because you know, once you need them, right, kind of get a new appreciation for things. So I mean, I was always I always veered left socially. At least that's the way I was, and yeah. I think I think you were the same way. I remember I got into an argument with the. Um, the head of the Republican Party of Virginia Beach, because he was pro-choice. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, you know, I just think it's, a, it's, it's, it's an issue that doesn't need to be, you know, this is a personal matter and things like that don't need to be brought out into the forefront and yada, yada, yada. And he was making all these arguments that, you know, a normal kind of rational human being makes. And then I was like, yeah, you can say the same thing about gay marriage. And he was like, no, you can't. And I was like, yeah, you can. Like, it's not the government's business. They should kind of stay out of that. It doesn't really affect you in any way. Um, It only affects the people involved. And, you know, no, it's not the same. I was like, dude, it's exactly the same. Like, you're making the exact same argument. No, I'm not. I was like, whatever, buddy. (laughs) Like, you just just don't want to see your argument. Yeah. That's kind of why I had to get out of the whole political thing because, like, I I started finding a lot of those hypocrisies where people just would not budge on whatever. Like, they had one thing where they're like, "No, no, I'm not moving. This is it." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you can't even talk to him about that. So it was frustrating. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's it's very strange. You know, it's very strange. It's very strange. It's very strange indeed. Uh, do you want to, I guess Dennis might not be coming because it's seven after already. And normally he's the first one here. Yeah. He's usually actually on time. Yeah. And we're late. No, it's okay. You guys are probably being in love, doing fun, love stuff. Usually we're just eating late and then we forget <laughs> to watch the episode. So then we're like, oh, we got to watch it real quick. I'll read memory I, alpha real quick. I find myself enjoying the episodes more that I'm kind of binge watching them. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch them for the first time and then go back and watch them like a second, you know, I think I'm enjoying uh, DS nine a little more that way than just trying to watch it and kind of devour it all and try to find cool stuff about it. And it, it's like, I can watch it once for like fun and then I can watch it another time for like, huh, you know, hmm, yeah. Put on my thinking cap about this one. <laughs> no, I just, I only have time to watch stuff once. So. I better get it in, you know, pay attention. Yeah. And one and done. One and done. Get it in, baby. Get it in. <laughs> All right, well, let's start talking about this wonderful episode. It is called The Alternate. The Alternate. The Alternate. Now, this part, now, I want to lead with this because I found this part really interesting about the episode. The episode starts with Quark. And he is at his bar and he has, he's, he's like a carnival barker. He has a bunch of people around him and he is selling pieces of a dead Ferengi. Yeah, it took me a while to get what he was actually selling because I thought that he was selling like uh, pieces of a, like a holodeck, like a projection or something. I, because he is selling pieces of a dead Ferengi because I guess the Ferengi death ritual is when you die they cut your body up into pieces and sell that for a profit. It's fucking crazy, but it's, it makes sense because even in death, the Ferengis are trying to turn a profit, right? Turning a profit on themselves. So Quark is trying to sell pieces of this Ferengi to people for the low, low price of three bars of platinum and people kind of walk away. And then Odo walks over and he's like, hmm, the death rituals of humanoids are rather interesting to me. And then he goes into this whole spiel. Some burn them, some 
bury them, some yada, yada, yada. But the fringy of cutting them into pieces and selling them is very interesting. And I, I, maybe I'll start a collection. And he's real creepy, weird, memory yeah. about it, you know? Can I buy the vagina? Yeah. Which part is <laughs> Which can has the dick in it? <laughs> that one. I'm sticking it in my butthole or my <laughs> bucket. But he says... Um, but he's like, that's what I want to do. Maybe I'll start my own collection. I don't have a special place for you, Quark. So it sounds like he's going to kill Quark and cut him up into little pieces, right? <laughs> like, that's what I'm getting from. Yeah, he's going to put him right on the mantle. Yes, I'm going to kill you and cut you into little pieces and put you on my mantle. <laughs> and, and they're having this kind of conversation. And then I guess the name of the Ferengi who died was Plaque? Plague. A plague. Okay, it's plague. So um, so he's like, yes, uh, I ran into plague, or someone ran into plague and caught wind of your interesting scheme. And he's not very happy. And, he's, and, and the look on Quark's face is like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Like, he's dead. And he's That's like, what I, yeah, he like came up with this whole scheme to buy the little part just so that he could be like, haha, gotcha. You got fake shit. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, here's my question, Jenny. Like, Quark says, I have 5,000 pieces in my storeroom. Who the fuck is the dead guy? I don't know. Like, was he like super fat or do they just have little microscopic pieces of this guy? But, I mean, but, but they never solve that issue. Like, the cork has pieces of a body in his storeroom and they never tell you who it is like, <laughs> to me. And I'm watching the episode again, the second time with Stephanie and I'm, and they talk about, well, a full investigation will be needed. And cork is like, yes, of course. Sure. Who, who's the dead guy? Like that should be the episode, but it's not the episode. Right. <laughs> no, they don't care. No, it's just, they got some random hobo from the morgue. Oh, yeah, and they just cut him up into 5,000 pieces. But the, the funny part I was telling Stephanie was this reminded me of, like, sometimes they would do that on TNG. They would reference something more interesting in the beginning of the episode, and the rest of the episode, no matter how good right. it may be, is just a giant letdown. And you're like, come on, man. Can't we see the investigation into the 5,000 pieces of a guy that's in Quark's storeroom? Like, where is that show? But at least this episode wasn't as boring as the one that, like, where they promised us the Romulan War going on in another part of the galaxy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly That was the worst. About. Yes, it was awful. God, that was the shittiest episode because the whole, I remember the whole Door Trek episode, all we were talking about was, well, why can't we see the war, which sounds awesome. Right. I literally don't even remember what the actual episode was about. I just remember what we wished it was about. <laughs> which was <laughs> awesome. And what we wished it about was fucking killer. <laughs> but yeah, so I was bummed out. I'm not going to lie to you. I was bummed out because I, the whole episode, I'm thinking like, maybe it'll come back around as the B story. Mm -hmm. and like, we'll find out who the dead guy is. No. But nah, nothing. That's it. It's just, it's the weirdest opening of a tng episode because up walks this fellow who has the same haircut as quark and he's like well or not quark but as a uh, odo and he's like mm -hmm. well well look at you Ugh. and he's like examining him like he's like, totally eye banging him <laughs> and then come to find out it's uh it's his dad yeah kind of it's like the scientist that worked on odo it's like data's dead this is like a data's dead yeah. episode you know I mean, his reactions to this guy, like, the entire episode are, like, this is his, like, abusive father that came back to try to make amends and, you know, 
try to be his buddy now. Yeah, totally. Totally. You get that the whole time. Uh, Odo is turned into like a 17 year old, like punk ass kid. Yeah. Fuck you, dad. (laughs) Where were you when I was 13 and I wanted to play catch? You were nowhere to be found. You were with your new family and your new wife. You're not my real dad. I don't love Yeah, I don't love you. (laughs) It is very much that like weird kind of after school special you know, kids sitting on the corner waiting for his dad to come pick him up after school to go to the ball game and the dad never shows up. This yeah. is what happens in space. He's just sitting there on the side of his bucket with a baseball glove. He and said his, he was going to come for me. And his weird ears. <laughs> he said he was coming. Why he said he was coming? I told, I told all my friends I was going to go to a space ball game and he didn't show up. Space ball. I mean, fuck that dude. Okay, and then there was this little scene with, like, Jake and his dad. And he's, like, you know, crying that he has to learn Klingon opera. And I felt like this whole scene was, like, kind of pointless, to yeah, be honest. It was. Like, they just needed some filler for maybe this that episode. Was, maybe that was this, the aborted C episode. There was, an, there was a B and C plot about Klingon opera and 5,000 right. pieces of a dead guy. But they were just aborted. Because, like, you know what? This whole uh, Odo dad thing isn't bad. We should kind of run with this. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't mind Xena Klingon opera. It'd probably be pretty fucking badass. Yeah, dude, it would be sweet <laughs> as shit. You know, it would be full contact and people may die on stage. I mean, I guess we could just go to like a Gwar show or something. Probably, yeah, but they wouldn't be singing in Klingon. I, you know what? I bet there's a Klingon metal band out there. There has to be. I think there actually is. Let's Google. <laughs> Do you want the internet? (laughs) Do the Google. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've seen this at some point. Uh, Skalvar. For the glory of uh, Kronos. There there it is. Uh, Skalvaltus. S-T-O-V-O-K-O-R. Here you go. They're, uh, of course, they're from Portland. Uh, (laughs) They're a death metal band from portland and they are solely based on klingon characters that appear in the star trek franchise all members of of band dress in klingon costume and many of the band's lyrics are written in klingon i have to hear this i would love to see this band i figured either like somewhere in portland like you said or like norway or something yeah yeah here we go i got a clip but i don't think you can listen to it but i can send you the I'll send you the link on the chat. I mean, I think I would be in the clip. I'm getting more into metal as I'm getting older, which is weird. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm totally changing who I am, I guess. I moved to, <laughs> I moved to Ohio, and it's like, I'm just going to start doing all this weird shit. <laughs> I'm totally, I've totally gotten into metal. Here you go. It's right there. I don't know if you can see it, but there's the link. Oh, yeah. Because we can't share screen it because I don't think they'll let us. Or will they? Let's try. I, th- I don't know. I've never I, tried I know it. They, I know they try, They stopped us one time. So, we tried to watch Netflix and share the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, hey, you guys can't do that, dicks. Come on, what do you think? We're stupid? Nice try. Yeah, they won't let you do it. Yeah. But yeah, the link is right there. Right now, they're just yelling a lot. I'm listening to it and talking to you at the same time. I actually can't hear it because I, I guess my speakers aren't hooked up right or whatever. Uh, but. That's, you can't hear it in your headphones while you watch? Nah. No, because I have my headphones plugged into the mic. So. Oh, that's weird. I have it plugged into the computer machine. Yeah. I wonder if they're on Spotify. Oh, my God. Probably. Let's see. 
because everybody's like, and if you're not on Spotify, you're just dumb because I want to listen to your music for free. <laughs> I don't want to borrow anything. What are you stupid? You're either dumb or you want to get paid for yeah. your music. I mean, I'll buy stuff on Spotify if it's good, like if I really enjoy it. I do not see it on Spotify. That's a fucking That's, bummer. Yeah. God, how do we get in contact with this band and interview them or something? We don't really do a lot of that on this podcast, but I would change policy to interview the Klingon metal band. Um, Ottawa <laughs> metal band releases songs entirely in Klingon. There's an Ottawa band, a band in Ottawa. So you know they're cool because they're Canadians? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Bitter Tree has released songs from its latest LP entitled Four Klingon Love Songs. Okay, so there's a band called Bitter Tree in Canada that does Canadian. I gotta hear some Klingon love songs. I'll play them for Ben on Valentine's Day. <laughs> ben, I bought you this. I just wanted you Let's to... Let's have sex and beat each other up. <laughs> you guys have to start grappling. <laughs> right, here's the four Klingon love songs. You can buy the tracks. Here, I'll send this to you. Nice. So then you can get it for Ben. I'm sure Ben... You know what, though? Ben probably already knows about it, so he's yeah. like, no whatevs. If he was here, he'd be like... Yeah, you guys, I know about this. I have all their music. I liked them better before the new guitar player came in and joined the band. <laughs> they were way better. I liked it before they were cool. Yeah. Uh, the picture is badass. I want you to click on that link that I just sent you and look at the picture. Oh, my God. This is brutal as shit. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, they're on Bandcamp. I wonder if they let me play their stuff on uh, Mouthy Broadcast. Because I usually it's, play a song like in the break. That's cool. So, yeah, I'll, I'll put one of those on for the Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> that would be awesome. This, the song is pretty good for Klingon love songs. I'm listening to it, a little bit of it right now. It's, it sounds very warlike, so I'm into that. But yeah, I don't, I mean, the, it's, you know what, man? I'm totally down with Klingons. And maybe it's being such a TNG fan, but I love me some Klingons. Like, right. Well, see, we didn't come up in the age of you know, anti-Klingon, the Klingon hate like yeah. Ben has. The alt-right for Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yep. <laughs> ben is the alt-right Klingon master. He wins first. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I feel like this is going to go into dark territory if we keep talking about <laughs> what, Klingon love, Klingon love songs. No way. Jose. No, no, no. Like Klingon racism. Oh, you know or what? Anti-Klingon racism. You know what, man? I love Klingon. So it's not going to happen for us. Yeah. No. We're good. I, no, we're I, good. Think, I think Klingons are the best. They're my favorite race. And like I said, that's the problem with the new Star Trek films. Where are the damn Klingons? Like, where are they? I have lots of Klingon friends. Yes, I have, I've, yeah, I have lots of Klingons. Yeah, yeah. I want to know where my Klingons are, man. Where are my Klingons at? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. Give me my Klingons, J.J. Abrams, and these movies would probably be better. But anyway, um, so yeah, so the, we, we were talking about the Klingon opera. That's right. That's right. Jake, that's how we got off on that tangent. Yes. Jake's being a punk bitch because he's all like, I don't want to listen to Klingon opera. It's like, why don't you go get your fucking face dominated off? Because you know it would fucking dominate your fucking will. You would just be like, <laughs> oh my God. Eight hours of this is fucking intense as shit. 
Yeah, he's too much of a pussy for it. That's why he doesn't like it. Yeah, because you know it would be all about murder and shit. And, and <laughs> that's what Klingons do. They'd be killing stuff. Right. I mean, come on. I want to see this. I want to watch Klingon opera. I bet it's got to be out there. There's got to be Klingon opera out there. I mean, everything exists. It's sad, but true. Everything exists. Like, every time you think, has anybody done this yet? Like, you Google it. It's done. It's done. Like, the, don't even bother. And the cool part is, it's been done super successfully and really, really poorly. And everything in between. This idea that you have that's fresh and new and fun is like, nah, dog. That shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's played out as a mug. So it's just a matter of kind of having your twist on everything. And even, exactly. even that is getting to the point where, like, how many times have you heard, oh, this is, like, my take on Batman? There's, like, 90 takes on Batman. I just don't give a right. fuck. Yeah, every time somebody pitches something to me and it's like it's kind of like this meets this meets this, like I don't I don't care anymore. Because yeah. if if all you can do is describe your project to me by telling me what it's like, like it's like the Batman or like something else, I, I don't care. Get Why out don't my I face. Just read Batman. Yeah, totally. <laughs> There's enough Batman stories out there. Get out my face. Get out of here with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Dr. Moron is, uh, he wants Odo to get him a runabout so they can go check out this planet through the wormhole. Now, did you recognize who he was? No. He is, uh, because I was watching the episode and I hear his voice. It's very distinctive. I'm like, fuck, who is that guy? So I looked. He plays, in my favorite TNG episode, he plays the defector the Romulan defector in the season three episode where the, the, the oh. Admiral pretend like the Admiral says that like, Oh, they're going to invade a star fleet base, but they just kind of set him up because they know that he's weak. So he, so he kind of has, so he kind of gets ostracized and he offs himself. You remember? Mm-hmm. That? And he also plays future Alexander. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's like a, he's a veteran here in, in Star Trek terms. He's future Alexander. That's one of the great things about Star Trek is that they can just put different makeup on you in a different costume. And like you, you know, people might recognize you if you're really paying attention, but you basically have like an unlimited career. You yeah. can just keep coming back as a different race. You can do whatever you want. I mean, just put stupid makeup on and some ears and you're good to go, baby. That's, that's, that's royalty checks, baby. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's who this guy is. He is, he is future Alexander. Which is much better than the whiny bitch little alexander jr yeah they don't do um kids well no they're always like know-it-alls or just whiny assholes right but, you know but i Probably guess he something about gene roddenberry like that's, <laughs> that's his view of kids take that rod roddenberry that's what he thought of you you were a fucking whiny know-it-all but he kind of is yeah <laughs> hey fuck you man so they go into this runabout or he, you know, um, I guess they go through the wormhole and they go, they take a uh, Dax and go check out this planet. And man, I can't read, I can't read this, this word. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. Well, they're doing all this stuff. The, his respiratory system, where are you at? The volcanic gases, the runabout to investigate while in route. What, is that where you're reading just straight off the thing? Somewhere on the, yeah, I'm on memory alpha. Okay, see, I'm just on Wikipedia. Like, uh, I guess the, the, good, better. Do- the good doctor uh, thinks that he's found some breakthrough on Odo's 
uh, I guess, ancestry, if you will, his, mm-hmm. his, 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 his story, his, his, his race, his people. And this is a very interesting subject to Odo because he's the only one that he knows of. So he's like, fuck yeah, let's go find out who I am. Yeah. And they land on some planet. And while they're there, they get kind of, there's like an earthquake that releases volcanic gas. They all pass out, but Odo, because Odo doesn't have lungs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I kind of wondered, like, when they said he doesn't have lungs, like, what is he? Is he just a blob? Yes. Is he just, he's just a big ball of Play-Doh or something. Yeah. Nothing inside. Yeah, he's just, Odo is what he makes of himself. Like, he is, he could be anything. He's a shapeshifter. He's the definition of, like, that's exactly who and what he is. It's just so weird that, just to think about the fact that he's just, like, an image of a human and he didn't, like, you know... I'm a, I'm a human. I have all the parts of a human. No, he's he, just a fucking Ken doll. And why did he pick that one? Like, why not, <laughs> why not pick a more attractive human to be? You know, like... I, well, I think they mentioned a couple times that, like, he kind of has problems, like, replicating the facial features or something. So maybe he was going for somebody more handsome, but just kind of missed. <laughs> he ended up with no eyebrows and weird ears. Yeah. And like, and like that, that weird smooth nose, that weird forehead that kind of just sticks out a tad too far. Right. <laughs> but I thought I was going to look like space Brad Pitt. Like, nah, dog. Nah. You missed. You don't even look like space Michael Pitt. Oh man. <laughs> You're space pit bull. <laughs> yeah, space pit bull. <laughs> <He'd>, uh... <laughs> now I just want Pitbull to now I just want Pitbull to be in Star Trek so bad. Just the four That's what I want. I want that more now than anything ever. Is cool. They're start they just started production on the new show. So maybe we can have Pitbull making like a guest appearance. I can't I can't bring that hope to you though. Like I don't want to disappoint you if it doesn't. Oh no, happen. don't I mean no. This is <laughs> this is like uh this is make a wish stuff for me. You know what I mean? Like on my right. deathbed, if someone asked, what would you want? I was like, I want to see Pitbull in Star Trek. <laughs> I know you want me and let him show up and just do his little Pitbull spiel. <laughs> like sing his Pitbull songs and be on fucking smush forward and shit. That's all I just want. I mean, I don't even want to like, he could just be like the, the band leader that night. Cause they always going to have, music, right. they always going to have musical acts in the, in, in 10 forward, not 10 forward. What is, uh, is it ten forward? On the promenade? Yeah, no, or the promenade, or ten, or you know, whatever it is. Uh, is it ten? Forward? Oh yeah, on ten on a uh, TNG, it was ten forward. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about. So he, you know, they come up with something. I know you want me. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, I know the Rock shows up on an episode of Voyager. Oh, does he? That's yeah, awesome. There's like space wrestling, and the Rock is there. <laughs> some weird shit like that like he's a space wrestler let me see if i can find a picture of that because oh my god i can't wait for this episode it's, it's really we got a long way to go um but i guess you could just watch it yeah i could i mean i guess it wouldn't make sense in the grand scheme of things but whatever it's the rock yeah there he is yep. yeah he, he's like a wrestler he's it's the 15th episode of season six I mean, they practically did like American Gladiators on TNG, so why the hell not? Yeah. The Rock, he plays like some fucking wrestler. Yeah. Why the fuck not? It it was during sweeps, that's why. Uh, yeah. Because they thought it would get a big rating because everybody loves The Rock. Good old sweeps week. Hey, man, you can do what you gotta do. I want to see. 
Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Good for that guy. I don't know. Yeah, so Star Trek will do it. I mean, hey, they got to get fucking ratings too, baby. Everybody's <laughs> right. Everybody's got to get ratings. I mean, after they, you know, keep shooting themselves in the foot with this new show, like getting rid of, um, oh, what's his name? I'm having a horrible time thinking of names and shit today. Both of us uh, are. Which makes, <laughs> yeah. for, which makes for awesome listening. Yeah, it's a great show. And like, it's only the two of us. and There's nobody else to fill in the, the names that we're forgetting. My brain hurts. <laughs> uh so yeah, like they get rid of this the guy that was basically the the one thing that we were like, oh yeah, he's going to do a great job with this show. Well, he left and went to like American Gods or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, makes I mean, sense. I mean, that's a step up. I think he was supposed to be doing both at the same time, but uh, because CBS was kind of fucking around with Star Trek, he was just kind of like, well, I'm just going to go focus on American Gods instead. Screw you guys. Bye. I'm going home. <laughs> what was that guy's name i can't remember he was a writer on deep space nine we're totally losing um i know star trek cred here but you know what fuck you guys yeah i'm starting to feel a little bit uh geriatric yeah my brain <laughs> happens like uh, what was brain... that guy's name who the nice the nice fellow with the face <laughs> he had the face he's such a great guy I love all of his programs on the television. Such wonderful programs. Like <laughs> how you start turning into Alfredo Torres oh, right at the funny. end. That's my, I have many different voices and they all are my mom kind of. Like my mom's voice, my pretend mom voice and Alfredo Torres voice are exactly the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of makes sense in a weird way. Yeah, because well, I mean, they're both from New York. They both kind of have that same, uh, you know, that same kind of... Sp- Speech, I guess, patterns and stuff like that. So they're kind of all the same. Now, somebody I had a question on our Facebook page. Uh, Gabriella asked, now that President Trump has been sworn in, is Rachel Ray going to be making appearances on the podcast? Oh, my God. I mean, he could. You never know. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Rachel Ray in ages. It's, it's, been a, it's been a long time, but now it's safe for him to come out, man. <laughs> That's true. Hell yeah, man. I've been waiting for this time to reappear. <laughs> What the hell is that? Guy? Brian Fuller. Yes, Brian thank Fuller. you. I kept wanting to say Brian Singer, and I was like, no, that's not the guy. That's the Superman guy. But yeah, that's the X-Men guy. That movie's on, um, on Netflix now, that one. You can check it out. You know what? Not that bad. Which one? The Superman Returns. Oh, it's yeah. On- I, I didn't think it was that bad at all. It's, it has its moments for me. It's a little slow at times, but compared to what Superman has become cinematically at this point, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think Lois Lane was probably the most boring part of that movie. Yeah, she was pretty bad. Pretty, 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 pretty bad. <laughs> she was just like a block of wood. Yes, there was not much going on there. Nah. Nah. Not as bad as The Lobster, though. Still, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Ever. I can't. I almost just want to watch it just to see how bad it is. Is this on Netflix or anything like that where you can just watch Amazon. it? It's on Amazon. Amazon? Okay. If you have Amazon Prime, it's on Amazon yeah. Prime. I mean, it's two hours of your life you'll never get back. Um, the first, the first, and I will say the first half of it is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting premise. John C. Riley is in it, which makes it enjoyable. But then not even John C. Riley can save this. Like it's, and he's only in the first half. And then after, it's, um, it's, it's garbage, but you can try it. I mean, don't let me sway you either way. 
Um, I hated it more than any movie I've ever seen before in my entire life. I had no rede- well, I guess John C. Riley had one redeeming quality, which is John C. Yeah. Riley. I can watch him do anything, but man, it was just terrible. You can, but I mean, watch it. I don't know. Every once in a while, we'll do one of those like movie watch along kind of things, and we've been looking for one to do. So maybe that will be the one. Maybe if it's like so horrible that you can just make fun of it. The premise is really interesting. Do you know anything about this film? Nope. All right. The premise is like I guess it's some. Uh, dystopian future or whatever oh, i love dystopian future so so do i uh, so it sounds like you can't go wrong <laughs> you think so if you are with someone you're okay right but if you're not with someone if you're not in a relationship you're forced to go to a hotel okay and you're at this hotel and you have to find someone to be with someone to couple with and mm-hmm. you have you have 45 days to do it if you can't get it done in 45 days you get turned into an animal of your choice and set out into the wild right okay they they let you extend your time in the hotel by hunting um i guess rogue single people who live in the woods so there's these rogue <laughs> There's these rogue single people that live in the woods, right? And if you hunt them with like a blow dart gun or like a tranquilizer gun and you capture them, you, you get days added to your hotel stay. That is my fetish, so I'm it's still interested. So. Yeah, yeah, so everybody's got one, baby. So, um, so, yeah, so it's just basically Colin Farrell is in a relationship. He gets dumped. He goes to the hotel and he's trying to find love. And again, it sounds really interesting, but then it, at one point halfway through, it kind of goes off the rails and mm-hmm. it just turns into shit because they're making quality jokes. Like one of the gags in the movie is like, if you, if you meet someone, okay, then you get to spend 14 days with them on vacation in the same room where you're allowed to have sex and stuff like that. And then you go to the yacht. But if the couple is having problems together, they get a child. So that's a good gag, you know what I mean? Like, right. like fix the relationship. They have a kid, which is. I mean, it seems like you might just want to, like, at some point, just hook up with somebody at random and just say, "Look, I don't care if I like you or not. Let's just get together so that we don't get turned into animals." Yeah, yeah, you it's know? not a bad idea. Um, and you think someone would have that idea, but it doesn't happen. It's <laughs> it's really just it's just strange. It's it's very film schooly. Uh, for the sake mm. of being film schooly, but it's not. It's that not, interesting. It's not done well. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. Like it's quir- Like it should be quirky and fun, but it's just it gets re- it gets really dark and kind of goes off the rails, and it's just bad. And and again, it sounds cool because like, oh, you're single. If you don't find someone in a certain amount of time, you get turned into an animal of your choice. That's kind right. of funny, ha ha ha, you know? The pressure, like, I get the whole, like, the pressures of relationships and the pressures of being with someone that society puts on you and yada, yada, yada. But it just gets really shitty. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just really... I'm going to check it out, though. Like, I would watch it. I'm interested enough that I'm at least going to watch it, even if it's just shit that I can just look at Facebook while I'm watching it's it or something. Fucking, it's fucking dumb. Like... <laughs> I watched it and I told, I told Stephanie, I said, there are so many movies in the world I want to watch. And I spent two hours watching that. Like it was just, 
fucking tear. I get that. And that's honestly one of the reasons why I will watch Pulp Fiction for the 57th time yes. instead of watching something new because I know I'm not going to get disappointed by my favorite movies. I'm so glad that I'm not the only person that feels that way. And like, I even get that way with other things that I love. Like Ryan, I love Ryan Adams. I haven't listened to any of his music since like 2004 because I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I don't <laughs> I'm good. Like, this is enough for me. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm, that's really, I'm glad you, cause like I can watch yeah. a movie I've seen a thousand times and be completely content. I don't want to try new stuff. Well, it's like, even when we did the, uh, the Soundgarden show a couple weeks ago on deprogrammed, like I didn't even listen to the new album. Like I know the Soundgarden that I like, like, why do I need a new one? That's probably not going to be as good as the older ones. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> Even though I did watch um, Moonrise Kingdom mm-hmm. I guess, last night uh, because uh, Stephanie picked the lobster because a coworker told her that it was interesting. So we watched it. So I was like, you know, I, I've, I've wanted to watch Moonrise Kingdom. I like Wes Anderson. I really enjoyed that movie. I, I don't know how I feel about that movie. Like I finally watched it and his movies are just weird for me. Like yeah. I like it and I don't like it at the same time. And it's, I think he's like the only guy that is consistently like that for me. Okay. Now what do you Uh, mean you like it, but you don't like it at the same time? I enjoy pieces of it, but I kind of feel, I kind of feel disconnected from it. Like we're getting to like almost (laughs) too heavy for this show at this point, but uh, like, I kind of feel just, just empty watching it sometimes. Like I just don't feel, I don't feel connected to the characters as much as I feel like I should be. And it's just, it's just very weird and surreal. And I just, I don't, I don't like how I feel when I watch them. Interesting. And it doesn't make any sense because I like the stories. I love the story of Moonrise Kingdom, but it just was, um, I don't know. It was, it was just bizarre. And I, I didn't, I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. I thought it I don't was, know if that answers your question. But. No, it does. I thought, like, I thought Moonrise Kingdom, it has, like, I like Wes Anderson films because they always have people I like in them. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Edward Norton. I love Harvey Keitel, even though he only had a bit part. Like, Bill Murray's good. Francis yeah. is awesome. Social Services was great. Like, I thought the two kids were mm-hmm. likable and fun. Um, I just felt like it was just kind of a fun movie. Like, and that's was, what, the, all those things that you said, like, that's all the stuff that I liked about it. And that's what gets me to watch his movies. And then I watch them and I'm just like. <laughs> I can see, I can see how you have trouble relating to them because there's the characters are kind of so quirky. And yeah. Kind of. But I like quirky shit. Like it's just weird. And I don't, I don't understand why I don't like it. I just, it's not that I dislike it. I just, I'm, I'm, I feel confused after I watch his movies. I just do, feel. Do you feel that way about all of them or just uh, that one? Pretty much from what I can remember, like I saw uh, Rushmore way back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, I can't even remember any of his other movies. And I get him confused with um, P.T. Anderson, I, I think. Can see that. He, did, he did uh Bottle Rocket. He did Rushmore. He did Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Life Aquatic with Steve's whatever. I never saw that one. I did. I really like Fantastic Mr. Fox. I didn't see that one. I heard that one's really good, though. That one is really, really good. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I think because it's it's so different from some of his other ones. And it's a Roald Dahl f- uh, book, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he did that one. He did Jarjing Limited. He did the Grand Budapest Hotel, um, which I haven't seen Darjeeling Limited or Grand Budapest Hotel. I'm getting them from the library to watch them. Um, 
But yeah, that's interesting. Okay. I see. I like Wes Anderson. I've always, I feel like he kind of straddles the line between like artistic film and like still relatable. Like it's, it's like relatable artistic film. Like it's, yeah. you see what he's doing. He does it really well. And then like the movies are still interesting enough where you can go along with some of the, the art choices. Right. Sense. Like the one scene where they discuss getting married and they go over to the trampoline and there's two kids talking about getting married to each other. And there's just this dude bouncing on a trampoline. And the whole time you're just watching the guy on the trampoline and you're like, it's artsy as fuck, but it's like, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's enjoyable to me. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. Yes. And like you said, like when you say that kind of stuff, it's like, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. And that's, that's why I like them. But then at the same time, I'm just, as I watch it, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. So <laughs> like, I don't do you, know. Do you feel like you should like it to be one of the cool kids? Not exactly like that. I feel like I should like it because there's all these elements that I do like. Okay. But when it's all put together, it just doesn't, it just doesn't mesh for me, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't click. And I feel like I should like it because it makes sense to like it. (laughs) And I understand why people do. So now did you, did you see Royal Tenenbaums? Yeah. Did you like Royal Tenenbaums? It was pretty good. You know, it just, it was kind of the same thing for me. It just, interesting. It didn't click. Because I think Royal, like, I love Rushmore, but I think I like Royal Tenenbaums more because it feels like more of a, like, I like the ensemble cast as opposed to Rushmore, where it's just Bill Murray, Jason Schwartzmer, and mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde. Like, I like all the other players involved. Uh, like, I, I really love that movie. Right. And Royal Tenenbaums is fucking great. Like, and Gene Hackman's hilarious in that movie. Like, I love Gene Hackman in that. I kind of almost feel like I need to give them a, another shot. Don't like it's it one of those things account. where like I watched them years ago and I just, you know, didn't click with them then. But like, for instance, uh, Oh shit. The, the big Lebowski. Yes. I did not like that movie for so many years. Okay. And again, like I just, I knew why people liked it. It just didn't click for me. And then all of a sudden one day, like I think I went to the narrow and they had a live thing where like everybody went and watched it together and it was, you know, yeah, just a fun thing. I went and watched it with like a bunch of people who enjoy the movie and it made it so much more enjoyable. Okay. And I sense. think if I like just watch it in a different environment, maybe I'd like it more. All right. I don't know. So Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's just what happens sometimes. It's what we do. I, well, now, I now I'm the one that's doing it. <laughs> I didn't think we'd have any. And for a while I was like, man, I hope we find stuff to talk about. And look at this. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't, I would say watch The Lobster. I think you'll feel the same way about it. I get what you say about Wes Anderson because sometimes I feel like his characters don't have any real like backgrounds. They're just kind of like images like this is sad girl. And she, yes. that's, that's her thing for the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. there's no real background. It's just here's sad girl and here's weird kid. And here's, you know. It's like he's got little dolls and he's like, this girl says this and this guy says this and yeah, they're kind of just yeah, talking yeah. to each other. And I don't know. I still I think, like him though. I think you'll hate the lobster for some of the same reasons because like, like there's no character development at all. And, and Colin Farrell plays everything is deadpan. Like he has no reaction to anything at all. Like he's just very much, very monotone throughout the entire film. Nah. And it's just, it's just really, and he said the actor, the director told him to play it that way. And he's like, just do it. 
you know, just figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's I was just, to say, cause he's usually pretty good. So man, I mean, this movie blows. It's fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Can't wait to watch it. But John C. Riley is enjoyable. Cause I love John. I can watch John C. Riley do anything. And the cool part is he c- can kind of do anything. Yeah. And I listened to him on Mark Maron's podcast one time and it was the weirdest thing I've ever heard before. He was talking about being a clown because I guess he went to, like he was studying to be like a real clown and like mm-hmm. he, had his, he had his clown makeup picked out and how sacred clown makeup is and all this shit. And like, it was really fucking like just, just, it was everything I wanted it to be. Cause like, he's like, you know, I don't like doing stuff like this cause I don't want people to know what kind of guy I am. Cause like, you know, like, you know, it was just, it was, if you get the chance, if you can find it just at work yeah. and like listen to it on YouTube, it's really interesting. Every once in a while when I listen to Merritt's podcast, I really like it. I just, I don't go seek it out unless there's like yeah. a guest on that, that I really like. So. Yeah, I checked Marin's feed, like, because I guess he, he gives you the first 50 for free or the late at the last 50. So, like, I just check his feed every now and then. I'll go, oh, this sounds cool. Like, one of them yeah. was, um, shit, I remember I listened to him doing Dick Van Dyke once. That was awesome. Um, and then John C. Riley and I just, Barack Obama's interview was amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, he interviewed Joe Dante, which was really good. The guy who did Goot, not uh, Gremlins and all that shit. That was really fun. Okay. Yeah. So I just kind of like, I, I know who that is. I like him. So I'll listen to that. Whatevs. So Trek, huh? <laughs> Where's the part when the, uh, the DNA falls through the ceiling? Yeah, that's, that, that's coming up because there's like a weird – because everybody passes out and Odo has his, his data moment where he's okay because he's not real or whatever. He's not a real human. So he collects them all and brings them back to the, the lab where they're getting worked on by Brigitte. And they're doing his thing. And all of a sudden in the nighttime, there's like some weird like thing, I guess. I don't know how to describe it other than thing. Was that the, the slime thing? Yeah, like the weird slime thing. Yeah. The ooze. Yeah, the ooze. <laughs> it's really weird. Kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Did he it attack somebody or did something weird or? Uh, yeah, it, oh God, it attacks somebody. I can't even remember now. We've, we've gone so far off track that I've, I don't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> This is what happens when Ben doesn't show up on the show. It attacks the doctor, right? Doesn't it attack the doctor? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it attacks uh, Dr. Moron. Yeah, Dr. Moron. Every time they said his name, I just heard Moron, so. (laughs) So, yeah, so I guess, and I mean, it's kind of obvious at this point who it is and what's happening. I mean, it's an right. ooze. it's an, it's like a shapeless, blobless ooze. Like I yeah. think we should kind of know what this is, but they kind of don't really know. They're playing kind of dumb, or or they're just not understanding what's happening. It takes them a while to put it together. Mm-hmm. But you know, which is surprising because you have like a science officer, a a dude who spent his entire adult life studying this thing that Odo is, and he has no idea. Odo's fake dad can't even yes. figure it out. Yes. He has no idea. I have no idea who or what this is. <laughs> it's some sort of ooze. Let's put it in a jar and look at it for a while. And Odo, aren't you some kind of ooze? Hey, hey, Odo, jerk off in this cup for me and we'll compare <laughs> DNA. Odo, aren't you some kind of ooze, <laughs> right? And don't you live in a jar normally? Like, yeah, but those things can't be related, right? Nah. There's nah. Some, nah. 
Nah. I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, considering they were going to the planet to try to study to see if Odo may be from there. You know, I don't know. Like, that's so far-fetched. It can't be, you know... (laughs) can't be well this is making entirely too much sense i'm i I don't know what this is i don't even want it let's just put it in the jar and study it for a little bit longer let's just do that forever (laughs) all right are we good here all right we're good all right right, yeah moving on what's going on on the promenade (laughs) did we ever find out whose body that is that's (laughs) chopped up into five thousand pieces no okay no Should we check the logs or something and see if somebody's uh, missing? Nah, but then uh, your boy, your boy starts going through the. It's ve- it's very much uh, when O'Brien's crawling through the. I guess the Jeffrey's tubes here mm-hmm. in Space Nine. It's very. I have. A, it's got a very much an alien vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. definitely expect it like something to jump out and grab him by the face. But they don't have the budget for that. No. Some some weird like motor oil liquid just falls from the ceiling. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, when it first fell from the ceiling, I was like, all right, who's been jerking off in the fucking ceiling again? I can't help it. That's like the holodeck collection bucket oh, up there. Just... <laughs> of the holodeck collection. <laughs> what, do you guys oh, do? what do you guys do with all the semen? Yeah, you don't want to know. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. It's better if you just don't know. No. Yeah, that's, yeah, don't, yeah please don't, don't ask that question again. And then he, O'Brien accidentally, like, stabs the ceiling with a broom handle or whatever. And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. And he's just full facial. See, I had the vision in my head. I wasn't thinking uh, all the jizz from the place because that's frightening and disgusting. <laughs> I was thinking more about being um, – remember that episode of The Simpsons where Willie has all of his grease saved up for his retirement? Do you remember that episode? Uh, vaguely. That was, I think it was a later one, wasn't it? Not too, I don't think it was too much later, but that's what it reminds me of when there's like Homer tries to steal. Whoa. Homer starts a grease business and he gets the great idea that like, hey, we need to uh, get the school's grease because they use tons of it. But Willie, that's my retirement grease. <laughs> like that's what it reminds me <laughs> of. I don't remember this one at all. Like, man, I guess I need to go back and watch Simpsons too. It is wonderful. I have granted I haven't seen a new episode like in four or five years. Um, I I kind of stopped after like season seven or something, and I tried to start watching it again, and it wasn't the same. So I just stopped. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like you just watch the ones that you know you like. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is uh, season ten, so it was still good around season ten. I think I had already given up at that point. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, but I think I gave up at like season eight or something like that that's weird because there's still some good episodes there probably are i think i need somebody to like make me a list or i need to go through and like get the list of the essential simpsons episodes and just watch those okay because i don't have time to catch up on 20 years of episodes i haven't watched i want to say that i i was still watching when i was living in richmond i remember watching the who episode do you remember the who being in an episode Mm -mm. do you remember that yeah the who they were in an episode but that was, yeah, that was season probably like 15 or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still good. I mean. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for The Simpsons, and one insane. of the categories is literally the declining quality of the show. Oh, see, I, think, I don't think that's for, like, what can they, what else can they do? I don't know. Like, 
we were having this discussion the other day, like as I'm watching South Park, we're watching old episodes of South Park and I'm, I'm just a total fangirl for that fucking show. And the old episodes of South Park hold up 100%. And even the new ones, like they've gone in a different direction, but it's still just as good as the first season. And I'm like, God, you know, it's crazy how they're, you know, they just keep going. They're doing yeah. such a great job. And I was like, think about how many shows just kind of crap out after like six or seven seasons. Yeah. Ben's like Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> do. But one thing I will say that South Park, I think has the advantage is that like when you, when you look at them, they're able to do an episode in six days. Yeah. So like they can stay right on top of like hot button issues and get shit done and, and make episodes happen on current events where the Simpsons, it takes a lot longer, but it's like a right. year to produce an episode. So, you know, South Park does have that kind of advantage. I don't know. I think South Park, what they do, they do 24 episodes, but they do like 12. Do they still do the 12 and 12 format? They, I think they just do 12 now. Really? I think so. Wow. Cause I, I could know, be wrong. I thought at one point they were doing like 10 and 10 and they were doing like a spring and a, like a, and a winter 10 and 10. I'm off to look. I haven't watched because since I don't have cable, I haven't watched the, you know, the South Park there in forever. Well, it was weird that this year, like, usually they have like a little bit of a story arc where they kind of go, you know, they have something going on the entire season. But this one was just like, it was very, like, you had to watch every episode. Mm-hmm. It's not like in previous seasons where you could just kind of like pick and choose and you might miss out on some references or something, but you could still you know figure it out yeah this was just very episodal and it was like it was so dark and it was so weird and i it was just fantastic that's awesome i'll have to check that out i mean of course they're making fun of the election and stuff so oh yeah 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 you know they're doing can't go wrong with that so anyways where are we at now uh so yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of a one trick thing man there's just a blob floating around and um we get more and more into the relationship between dr moron and odo and uh odo i guess dr moron has a lot of ill will towards odo because he left the lab because he wanted to be like a real thing like a real i want to be a real boy hey he wants to totally like he want he didn't want to be some kind of thing that was in a lab and poked and prodded but i think the doctor eventually does figure out because brigier gets attacked in the in the um, in the clinic or whatever and then they finally finally piece it together like oh this is odo and the doctor moron pieces it together and he starts like basically browbeating odo like what do you think they'll do to you? You tried to injure them on two separate occasions and I'll put you in a zoo. And Odo's face like starts melting and stuff like that. So he's really kind of flustered and upset by the whole thing. So it's clear that the doctor is pushing some buttons here and making Odo uncomfortable and kind of hate life. Right. And it definitely, at this point, it was like kind of pushing that like abusive father metaphor, like right over the edge. It was like, yeah, like he's just breaking them down and just, you know, just yeah. like he's a little kid and he's yeah. just like, no, don't hit me again. God. Well, he's even saying like, I, he was even saying stuff that like abusers be saying to people. It's like, I gave up my whole life for you to study right. you. And it's like, dude, man, this is, yeah. Let's, yeah, you're, yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. You're triggering me, bitch. Yeah. Let's not, let's, <laughs> let's give this a break, bro. And then Odo freaks, Odo freaks out and the, and the guy is able to escape. And then they kind of come up with this weird plan because I guess everybody figured out like, well, this Odo fucking hates you because you're a dick to him and all. So 
let's figure out a way that we can capture them, <laughs> which is weird. It's like, all right, yeah, let's fucking capture them. And let's just get a big box and we'll put a stick under it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put some auto bait underneath. <laughs> like a fuck, we'll put a carrot under there and we'll see what happens. And sure as shit enough, they, they route some energy there and Odo, sh- and Odo shows up and he's like this giant blob and then he gets electrocuted and all of a sudden the guy realizes that he's being a total dick. <laughs> oh my gosh, what have I done? What have I done? No. Yeah. And then everybody goes out for ice cream afterwards. Yep. And everybody's that's, happy. That's how it kind of ends. Like he's like, I would like to. And then the dad says to him, I would like to come visit you and talk about things that you care about and things that interest you and not just me wanting to study your bucket and stuff. So <laughs> have a good life. Does does Dr. Moron ever show back up, I wonder? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we could, you know, look it up, but whatever. I guess that's why we need Ben here to tell us. I mean, I guess ben and Dennis, so they can argue about it. And the, yeah, and the internet's there, too. We can always do that, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm good. I'm satisfied. Uh, I thought this episode was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I still think the the episode about the chunks of body parts would have been more mm-hmm. interesting but that's just me yeah but i, I don't think, think it is <laughs> i think what we can do is whatever we start our um dork trek role-playing game like that can be one of our campaigns we okay. can find the body <laughs> yes find the who does who does quark have in his storeroom five thousand pieces of them i mean that's some serious dismemberment bro yeah but it's like some buffalo bill shit yeah on. He's making a skin suit. What are you going to do? <laughs> really gross. So what yeah. did you think of the episode, Jenny? You know, I think it was pretty good, despite the, the issues, like, you know, wishing we could find out who the body was, whatever. Um, but, you know, it was pretty good. I'd say it was like a, I'll say it's a six. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say six and a half. I liked... I, and I think it would have maybe it would have been a seven if I wouldn't have heard the whole, well, how whose body is cut up in here? I uh, they were able to save it for me on that one. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I'm going to say six and a half. I enjoyed it. I mean, in a way that actually kind of adds like it adds something to it because it's it's just kind of funny that they just threw in this like throwaway like, well, whose body is it? Yeah, this really strangely <laughs> morbid kind of. I've got 5,000 pieces of this thing. Somebody's body. I don't know whose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. There you I go. I mean, I like finding out about Odo's past and yeah. his life. So, because he's one of the, my favorite characters in the show. So, I, whenever I, they bring him up and explore his life, that's it's a good time. I completely agree. I think Odo, like so far, it's been Odo and Quark for me. I could watch yeah. those two guys. I would love to see an odd couple version of those two guys, like living <laughs> in an apartment together and. Do weird shit. Yeah. That'd be great. I would love that show. I would, you know, if I had the capability, I would make that an internet thing. Like the Odo and Quark show. And like, it would just be, and just redo old odd couple episodes with Odo and Quark. That would be awesome. You know what? Just do it as like a little four panel comic. Yeah. Do it as a web comic. I think that would be hilarious. I guess Odo would be the Tony Randall version. And yeah. Yeah, and Quark would be uh, Klugman. Yeah. Because that's my preferred odd couple. I know it's not the original 
theater or film version, but I love the Odd Couple TV show. So, oh, definitely. For me, it's Tony Randall and Jack Klugman. That's one of the best shows ever. I, I, I stand by that statement. The Odd Couple is one of the greatest TV shows of all time. It's very universal because I think like that those two character types like you see that all the time. Oh yeah, totally. You know, so. I love that show. It's it makes me so happy. You have no idea how much I'd be loving it. <laughs> like I was so because here on Meet TV it used to be on at ten o'clock, and I was happy because I could watch it. But then they put the news on at ten o'clock. Like I guess the affiliate, the NBC affiliate, runs a news broadcast on Meet TV at ten, so mm-hmm. I couldn't watch The Odd Couple. And I was so... That's a bummer. Yeah, it sucked. And now they changed it with the winter. Uh, now I can't watch Kolchek because they put Kolchek on on Sundays at 10 o'clock. What? But I can't see it because the dumb news, but the odd couple's on at 11.30 and that's just too late to stay up sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's kind of one of those things. But I might, I might stay up occasionally to watch the odd couple and just get a good laugh. Is that not streaming any place that you can watch it? Maybe. Whenever? I, I guess I could check Hulu. That's got to be... It's got to be someplace. I wish there was like a search engine just for all the streaming sites so I didn't have to go to each one of their dumb websites and look at all that stuff and oh it's so annoying. Um let's see. It looks like it's all on Hulu. Is the odd couple on Hulu? Yep. Oh shit. I'm gonna go upstairs and watch them. <laughs> That's what I might be doing after the show. <laughs> it's so fucking great. I love the odd couple. Let's do some do an odd couple podcast. <laughs> oh, dude, I would t- see the weird part about doing that is like it would be harder to be funnier than the odd couple. Well, that's why I always thought it'd be funny to do like oh, like wow. a serious podcast. Do a serious podcast about a funny show, like so, yeah. like watch Seinfeld or something, and then talk about the the philosophy of like the, how they're such assholes. The, <laughs> you social, know? the social ramifications. Exactly. All right. That's. I mean, I would be down with that. I mean, it'd be kind of a drag to listen to, like, but it'd be fun to do. <laughs> oh, the odd couples, the odd couples are really great. I'm going to go watch some odd couple episodes. That's awesome. Good looking out, Jenny. Yeah. Well, they had Mary Tyler Moore's on the, on Hulu. So I was watching that. Uh, oh, they, is it? They have seasons one through three on there, which aren't the good ones. Cause that's not the Betty White. The show gets better once Rhoda leaves. Cause I fucking hate Rhoda. Mm. Um, once Rhoda leaves, Betty White comes in as Sue Ann Nevins, and fuck, she's so goddamn funny. Like, it's just amazing. They have a lot of good classic stuff on Hulu. Yeah. I've never noticed this. They have, they have Taxi. I used to love Taxi. Taxi's a damn good show. Me, I went through a phase of that on MeTV. They were showing it, and Taxi's really well done. Taxi's awesome. I love, uh, they have a lot of good sci-fi too on there. Like uh, time, they have time tunnel and uh, land of the lost and all that weird shit, oh, which is cool. Nice. I was watching lost in space is great. Oh, they have wings on Hulu. Oh, you got I love wings. <laughs> so the WKRP in Cincinnati. Yep. That's a good one. That's a Mary Tyler Moore show. That was uh, she, her production company made that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So nice, nice. Very good, very good, very good. All right, well, Jenny, I gotta say, this was a pleasure. It was fun. It, it went better than I thought. Like, I thought I was gonna let everybody down. No, come honest. on. No, Jenny, you're, you're too hard on yourself, man. Like, <laughs> you said hard on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are doing the under there joke. Underwear. <laughs> you that for a while. I don't know where they heard it, but I was pretty happy that it was happening. Classic. Yes, classic. You, can't go, you can't go wrong with classic. I'm glad that's carried on to the future generations. It has. One of my daughter's favorite jokes is interrupting Cal. 
What's interrupting no, cow? <laughs> you've never heard the knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting moo. You've never heard that one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. It's a good one. Um, my son tries to do it, but he doesn't have the timing down right. So you actually get the who out, and then he does the moo later. It's like nah. Yeah. <laughs> I love when little kids try to tell jokes, so they try to make up their own, and you're just like, "Why is a banana green?" Yeah. <laughs> to get to this, this is not ripe yet. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Yep. All right, kid. Oof. <laughs> no, quit your day job. Wow, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right jenny z well we will talk next week we will uh i had a wonderful time and we'll talk to you soon all right all right go See watch later. The, go watch the odd couple bye, i will everybody. bye everybody. everybody go watch the odd couple it's great everybody everybody all right guys <laughs> later